everybody to the Saint Seiya Cosmocast. I am your host, Ramses, and with me, of course, as always, is Nuri. Hi. And, of course, the man, the man, the myth himself, the common writer furry himself, common writer furry. I wasn't aware I was a myth, but I'll take it. Sounds cool. You all, you all, are, you, you all are beautiful, mythical people, because you guys are amazing. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be a weird show this week. This is gonna be a weird show because um, I have some stuff to do during the time that there's gonna be an ep- during the time where there might be an episode. So in lieu of that, we're not gonna do our traditional like watch a watch an episode, have a topic, and then discuss the episode. Instead, we're gonna focus right now on just the news and just the and and just discussing the episode, and then. When you when you hear the episode again, when you hear this, when you hear our next episode, it'll we'll talk we have our topic, and then we'll have our uh, we'll have another discussion about something else later. So that's so I wanted to have that a little, a little bit of structure. You guys won't be like confused as to like what's going on like, like, like in general. Um. So is there anything you guys want to address before we start concerning Saint Seiya? You guys want to say before we get started? Uh, no one. All right. No. I wasn't prepped for this. I don't think anybody. We was. didn't. We didn't discuss this. <laughs> yeah, we I wasn't told to bring homework. You had me. You hell. You always had homework. We always have to do the. Yeah, we. We but we already had homework that we knew we had homework for. We didn't know that this was also going to be a pop quiz. Yeah, I. Um, how many times? How, how many times? Did, how many times did Sam and the gang go going to the going to the Gemini house? Anyways, too many. Too <laughs> so many. They should have learned way faster than that, but okay. Okay, so we'll get one, to that. Okay, one thing is one thing is going at, at one one thing is going at 60, 60 miles per hour. Uh, another thing is going at, at seventy five miles per hour to, in, into the Gemini house. How long until both things both things make it to the house? And con- 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 it doesn't matter. Mox. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Five right. mocks. I know we talked about mocks last week. That's all I remember. <laughs> Anyways, say it needs more mocks. Alrighty, so just that, that was just trying. To, I was just trying to have a little bit of a little bit of a. Uh, I know the answer. Fuck, marry, kill, death mask. Yeah, yeah, all all death masks. We're gonna fuck him. We're gonna kill him. We're gonna marry him. In that order. Oh lord. <laughs> that, that maybe not. Might be illegal. That might be illegal. I just thought about it. That's fine. Oh well. That's fine. Anyway, let's talk about some news. Yes, let's talk about the news. We have we have a lot of we have a lot of news to talk about here. Um. So what do you guys want to start off first? You guys want to start off with like the bad news, or you want to talk about the good news? I always ask that from you guys. Let's let's let you have your soapbox first. I think that I, I think we need to give you a soapbox first. All right, I'm gonna take on my soapbox here. I'm gonna place it right here, right square in the middle here. So for those of you, who are, you're so tall. Yeah, for a guy who's like <laughs> a guy who's like five eight, it's just it's only it's only gonna like make me five eight. And well, I'm you're five. on a box now, so you're taller. <laughs> Man, we are on Darn something. Me. We are on something today. <laughs> um. So yeah. So, um. Give me five minutes here because I want to discuss this. This is this is the kind of this is the kind of stuff I want to do more of. This is the kind of stuff I want to like have see more news of. And it's collab they're doing right now for the Chinese game, Chinese version of a game called Contra Spirit. If you don't know what Contra is, it's a 1980s game made by Konami where you go around as either Bill Riser or or um, Lance Bean, and you guys go around trying to take out the alien threat that's known as the Red Falcon. 
I love that game. I love all those games. I was actually playing. I was actually playing the, the games the other day because like I really like the one on the Genesis because that's one of my favorite games of all time. When I saw this, I had to. I had to stop and I, I had to like just, just. I had to like laugh and I had to like I just had to talk about this in the show. So they are doing a collab between Contra Spirits and Saint Seiya Awakening slash Rising Cosmo. If you're in Japan. Two skins have already been announced. It's going to be Seiya and Poseidon. So let me ask you guys this. How do you guys like the image of Seiya with a goddamn machine gun? Uh, the show would have been much shorter. We would not have had 160 episodes. And shouldn't have a tank. I feel like that would fit his personality a little bit. I don't know if Shun would have a tank. I definitely think that if anything, he would probably have like a helicopter because you can also use that for what is the word I'm looking for. Um, he can like, like, you know, like when they're bringing people out of war zones, they always yeah. use a helicopter for some reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just think he would have a tank because like it's it's very disconnected from killing people because like you know you're in the the box you don't really see it you're just firing shells and no praying. that would i that would be hyoga <laughs> hyoga would have the tank yeah and, and, but hyoga's too pretty to be in a box so I mean, that's why because he has to protect his face <laughs> <laughs> okay any, anyway so we just we we um we snatched your your soapbox there continue it's just, it's just, it's just the ridiculousness of just, uh, just Seiya and Poseidon, the god of the sea himself, with a machine gun. Just why, like, why would they do this? But I'm, but those, but those games are like really popular in China. Even though I've been hearing recently that there's been diminishing, diminishing returns on both games. Because, but in general, it's diminishing returns on, on in general, unfortunately. But it's just the, it's just the image of. It's just the image of Seiya with a gun that that just that just cracks me up so much. I really wanted to talk about it. And like I said, like the games here, the game the game is here available in the United States. I don't know when the heck they're gonna get to the point where they're gonna put that into the U.S. game, but who knows? But you that know, was gonna be my question because uh, sometimes those collabs come over and sometimes they don't. So yeah, because I do know for a fact that they did do one for the Lords game. Lords, it's like it's like a real time strategy game they have for the phones with Saint Seiya Awakening. That did come out here in the United States, but um, but I think because of how things work, it's like I think they're like two years behind on stuff. So like, if we hear anything about this coming to the United States, it's gonna be in two two or three years. So so let's not hold our breaths until we hear until until then. But still, we still have the image of, of Seiya with a with a big gun, and that's all. I, that's all the reason why I wanted to say it because, come on, Seiya with a gun. And then it's so like that's all I really wanted to talk about because like I love the franchise, I love the game. I I'm somewhat familiar with with the with the, with the mobile game because I've seen it from time to time, and, and I play it. <laughs> and it's just like yeah, yeah, it's just, like just the image. Like I said, the image of Seiya with a gun just tickles me pink. So. That's uh, that's uh, I um I will I will I will say in the gotcha game Cannon has a gun. Oh god! <laughs> I am 100% serious. He has a skin where he is a like a bodyguard for Poseidon, who is a mafia boss, and it, he has a gun. Oh my your Christ! Oh my god, these those skins are weird. The, the speak, speaking of the meme, Saint Seiya, normally, Saint Seiya, if Canon had a gun, would be a sheet of paper. 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, just be less than that. Like the, the, every every answer will be solved after that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm sorry, I mean, I'm not, it wouldn't be solved. My... <laughs> it would not be solved. There'd be many more problems, but it'd be very short. So let's. All right. Sorry, I'm not responding much. I'm downloading this game right now on my phone, so I got a little distracted. Oh. Wow. <laughs> so let's let's go. Let's go on with the news. Let's continue on here. Um, let's talk. Let's kind of something. Let's talk about something oh. cute. Let's talk about something adorable. We learned not too long ago after our episode was posted that um name of the company here they i think it oh God, i was trying to look for it. that's what that's to kill some time um they were, they were i just had it pulled up yeah um so we we saw some we saw some really really cute plushies that are that are just recently for saint sale there's um i forgot that even the company that started doing it i'm pretty sure someone screamed at us about it when they do like yeah that's what it is um, that's all five main saints. We saw them not too long ago, and they, uh, they are available on. They're only available in Japan, unfortunately. Um, yes, like all wonderful cute things. Yeah, but they're really, really well made plushies, and like so, it's, it's sad that on one hand that we have to like wait on that. Um. Oh yeah. So, Panama. Panama is the name of the company that they're that they're doing it. Each one of these, each one of these plushies are thirty four nine. Are thirty four dollars USD. And they're all they're all the all five core saints: Seiya, Shun, Iki, Yoga, and Chiryu. And they all have a cloth. Uh, they all have um. They all have their their boxes with the with the, with cloth on it, where you can put stuff inside of it. And they're pretty I did not realize you could put stuff inside. I didn't know you could put stuff inside. Oh my god! Well, they, 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 they're almost yeah. they're almost eight inches tall too. They're pretty big, oh, like for. The little plush, yeah. Oh my god! No wonder they're forty dollars. Yeah, I just looked up because it was in centimeters, and I'm an American, so I had to Google how how tall twenty centimeters is. But that's seven point eight inches, so they're almost eight inches tall. Yeah, they're 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 hefty little things, and they went on sale not too long ago. And the the, the end of the sale should be May 9th. So if you have any like um people like third party people that can do like proxy shopping for you, pick one up. I really want to. I really want to hear you guys' like stories about this thing because, like, I actually kind of want to play with one. Like, just to... yeah, we're not officially sponsored by any, but there's like places like Baye and stuff like that that you can do proxy shopping through. Um, or if you have friends that live in Japan, <laughs> like I do. Sorry, everybody. Right. I mean, they they're just so freaking cute. They are so adorable. I really want the Shun one. And I, I will be controversial. I hate Funko Pops. I hate Funko Pops so much. They are so generic and bad. And they are not creative or interesting to look at. And yet, like, I am somebody who's like, I will pay that much money for a very cute plushie. <laughs> I don't blame you. Those are. Those, I think I, if I had the choice between a, uh, um, if I had a choice between pay a little bit extra for a plush and a Funko Pop, I'd be like, I'll pay the, I'll pay the extra for the funk for the plush. Because like I think those are those are a little, have a little bit more character, and I would be a little bit more. Yeah, and they and I think they fit the character because like Funkos again. My issue with Funkos is that they're so generic. It's like the same face. They just change the hair. Uh huh. You know, like these are like unique. Like. Like they each are very individual to the character. They're super cute, and they have like the cloth box and everything. And I'm like, ah, oh, just well, just love the, the boys. With Funko, if it's like a creature character, like their Pokemon lines look pretty cute and pretty neat. And like 
um, they do like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that with the the different characters and stuff, and those look kind of cool. But if it's just like a reg, like a sitcom character or like a human animation character, they do look pretty generic yeah. most of the time. The like comic book characters and all of that kind of stuff. And this is from a guy that actually did buy this, uh, at least buy one of the Saints Say um, uh, Funko Pops. It's like at least I have, I have to say at least I have one of them. This is from somebody that has an ungodly amount of Funko Pops because I have every single one except for I think I'm missing three variants of the Overwatch line. Oh. So I have all the characters and all the variants. And I have the first wave of Sailor Moon and I have all of Death Note and I have a couple Hatsune Miku. Um, I have all of the Seraph of the End ones. I went through a big phase for a while where I was buying <laughs> Funko Pops. So yeah. yes, they, they are very generic, but much a lot of those shows that I listed off don't get a lot of merch, so it kind of feels like you just gotta take what you get. And I feel like Saint Sia is that way a lot too, mm-hmm. just because like they they release these cloths and stuff. But not only are they ungodly expensive, most of the time these like deluxe figures, but they sell out. So you have to go on the secondhand market where they're even more expensive than than like retail. So it's just being a Saint Sia fan, if you want like quality merch, like RIP. Or be rich, one of the two. Sorry for being a downer. No, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. Because like you know, there is a, there is a there's a lot like you know, um, like I said, like you know, like I said, the only, the only unfortunate thing that we don't know, unfortunately, is like you know, if, like if he's gonna be available internationally or not. But you know, you know, like hey, you know, who knows? Who knows at this point what's gonna happen? Um, none of the I will say that none of the websites that I reliably order Japanese products from have listed these at all because mm. I use like Amiami and Hobby Search and Hobby Link Japan none of those have these plushes so I I really think yeah. you have to order specifically from that one Japanese website no yeah they well either that one website they also do have a lot of stipulations where um some places like some companies like don't have the rights to sell in other countries so they don't sell to other countries they don't have a, a shop that's set up for that. Yeah. Therefore, that's why you they're like Japan for sale in Japan only, you know, unfortunately. So that's why a lot of the times you do have to have a proxy for that sort of thing. If they had them on Ami Ami or something like that, that'd be totally fine. But again, it's some certain companies don't have export rights and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, all right. So. I think we should do the doom and gloom story next so that we can end on something halfway positive. <laughs> well, I want to well, keep on talking about toys for a little bit because, like, we see the, cause, like, we just also saw the, um, yesterday, we saw the, they, they um, Tamashi Nations showed off a new um, gold, gold rain figure for the, for their, for their um, St. Nifloth EX figures of, of Cygnus um, Yoga. It's it's um it's a but that is his third cloth the one that they 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 regressed one from like the third part of the last part of the first part of the eighties, I believe, um, and it looks really good and it's like I said the Nithcloth EX if you haven't picked up any Nithcloth EX those are like really 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 good, um unfortunately unfortunately they're, they're um um. But unfortunately right now it, it's it's um you can't like you can't buy them internationally. They're only available on the Tamashii Nation website, and they're at eight thousand eight hundred yen, 
that's including um that's including tax. Yeah, they're they're very expensive. That's the downside of the um EX cloth lines. They're super expensive. But I mean, I mean controversial opinion, but I am not a big fan of the gold recolor cloths. Like I Yes because like like I don't call me a fake fan, but I haven't seen all of Hades, so I don't feel super nostalgic about it because that was the hardest to get a hold of because mm -hmm. no company has actually ever licensed it. Like every other iteration basically of Saint Seiya has been licensed at some point or another, but Hades has not. And so like, unless you knew the shady fan sub websites to go to, you couldn't really watch it. So I've only seen bits and pieces. And so it's not nostalgic to me. And also they're just kind of like recolors instead of I, I prefer when they get like the actual like the uh, not Poseidon the um why am I blanking the, the gold um, cloth yeah the actual gold cloth like the Sagittarius cloth and right the the zodiac the Libra cloth. And, yeah like instead of their their own cloths being gold so like I just I'm not a yeah. fan of those cloths yeah I, I I don't like it either because I mean in the original in the original manga they are all like silver colored even though they're bronze saints all their all their stuff is like the same color i think Seiya's is silver maybe i don't know but they're all like they're all you know they're not like the pink you know blue silver that we're used to in the anime because obviously the anime had to make them distinctive yeah for you know visual reasons which is i'm totally i totally love that they went that direction so you know i don't like the gold the gold cloth for the same reason it feels like okay well now they're all just identical looking there's nothing unique they don't have like the unique color the unique designs that are indicative of these cloths and, not just and that. again it's not it's not even like yeah like krf said it's not like they have the virgo cloth or the if, if they want to be in a gold cloth just put them in the virgo cloth or the leo cloth Aquarius um, was the one I was thinking of, not Poseidon. <laughs> um, I was gonna say, like, the, also another thing, like, this is just a, is this a ranty thing to nitpick about because this is like something I would only notice. I'm looking at these figures closely, they like I'm looking at their gloves. They didn't even bother matching the gloves with the colors, and it's just like, and not like that. Like another thing I don't like is like the, the gold clashes with the colors. If everybody was just pure white, like um, like they are in the manga, wearing like pure white, um, like you know, like you know, over, like you know, like a pure white like you know suit underneath and it, it would work but not like when you have like sail wearing wearing his red and then you have shun wearing his pink and then you have iki with his, iki in blue and it's just like it just those colors clash so so horribly with the with the gold and i'm like yeah. right well not only i mean well i i will say about some of the cloths because i have quite a few of the cloth figures i know that um like i have one of the early shoons uh -huh. where he has his uh i think either his first or second version cloth and i noticed that on the hands because the hands are different material than the actual like snap-on armor mm -hmm. so that might be why there's a color difference yeah. because certain certain materials take certain paint yeah. so the so on shun his like actual snap-on pieces which by the way i i say this every time i talk about the toys they are such tiny fiddly pieces that literally only a child could put these on without any issue and yet they're like this is for ages 13 and up because of the choking hazard yeah and like you have to have this the hands of 
a toddler to get a good grip on these toys. But anyway, and I love them. But yeah, so like Yushun's hands are like a different shade, slightly different shade of pink than his snap-on armor. And the same with Marin because I also have Marin's eagle cloth and everything like that. Shina, same thing. Their snap-on pieces are like a metallic, almost, I don't think they're actually metal, but they're maybe aluminum. I don't know, but they're they're painted with a material with a paint that is ref- like very shiny and metallic. But then on their hands, obviously they're probably vinyl. Yeah. So they had to use different different paint. PVC most likely, if that's what the material they're using. So yeah, I mean that, that that's about it for like the merchandise news. We, I, it's something we don't really tackle that much because like those that news is like so like it happens like so quick and it's just, it's but you know hey we thought we we address it. Ugh. All right, so we have we have to talk about this unfortunately because this is bad, bad, really bad news all around. So we got the news last week that well, it wasn't even the news. We just saw we just started seeing people post this, and I, and I just had to confirm it. And unfortunately, this is happening. I thought it was just, I thought it was just like a local thing, only happening in like certain parts of the world, but. Unfortunately, when I turned on Netflix and I, I went to check, I we're, we're also getting hit with this as well. Um, Saint Seiya, The Lost Canvas, it's leaving Netflix on May 14th. Yeah, it sucks. I liked having Lost Canvas on. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I have the DVDs of Lost Canvas. The I don't have the dub. I have, obviously, the Japanese version. And I prefer the Japanese just because <laughs> the dub... It took some interesting direction. I will say that they had Doko sound British for some reason. Choices and how to pronounce things like Albifica <laughs> and other things. So, I mean, the dub was interesting for sure. Oh boy. But I do love Lost Canvas. When we talk about the episode, I'm gonna have I'm gonna I'm gonna have like another Ramsey's moment here because like oh my god, there's just something that was when I was watching this that just drove me up the wall. But um, yeah, it's leaving the- Netflix, which sucks. Okay, I just I wanted to also add that um, Saints of the Lost Canvas is on Tubi for free right now. There's nothing indicating that it's gonna be taken off. Um, and also, I just made myself look like a liar um, in Cotton 4K because uh, I forgot that St. Cia Hayes chapters are on to be subtitled too. So I could totally watch them. I guess I'm just lazy. <laughs> so, well, I'll be um, honest with you, the Hades chapters isn't not my favorite either. Well, they're, it, it, in case anybody wants to be able to watch them, they are now legally. On uh, subtitled and available on Tubi along with The Lost Canvas. Neither one have any indication that they're going to be taken down. So there's still options to watch. It's not like the um, the mainline series with its dub that existed for less than a year <laughs> that's no longer available legally anywhere. I know. That's um, so bullshit. At least this is available. And do be mindful, um, Tubi, I believe, is a Mexican company or at least they cater to a lot of like Latin American countries because a lot of their stuff is dubbed in Spanish. So you'll want to make sure that you select the correct version of it. It should be pretty obvious because it'll have the, um, what is it? The. Yeah. 
I wasn't gonna I wasn't even gonna try. <laughs> but it'll it'll have that listed instead of saying Saint Seiya, but uh it should be pretty obvious. But just as a forewarning, so you don't get thrown off guard like when I was gonna watch Beyblade and started to watch it and I was like, I don't know what's happening now <laughs> because it's all in Spanish. But um but there is something that's unique about the Netflix version of Saint Seiya Lost Canvas. Um it's it's and that's the fact that it's a, once again this had a dub, this had a dub and it's like once this once this is gone there is no place that's gonna have that dub most of the most of the places that have it are subtitled and it's a, and the thing is that's the crazy thing you can find it on Tubi TV you can find it on Pluto TV you can find it on Amazon you can find it on so many other streaming platforms it's not even funny but the English dub is gonna be the one that's gonna be lost that's the that's I think like a, with a bigger issue that that's people are not that are not are t- not talking about because like. Yeah, the dub, the you know, some people have their issues about the dub and stuff like that. So we have issues with the dub as well with uh, with Saint Seiya. All dubs have have have, have some weird stuff that that no one really likes, but it's a matter of like it getting lost to to ether. Like all this time, all this time and effort they they put into like dub it, it's gonna be lost. And um, I think that's gonna be the saddest Would part. Be... Did the Blu-ray set that come out? Did that have the dub on it, or was that only subtitled? Wait, is it? Did they come out here in the United States? Um, well, I'm pretty sure that didn't um, uh, Discotech release it on Blu-ray? No. No. The, the only thing they released was the movies. So... Since they had the Lost Canvas complete series, oh, it's Japanese with English subtitles only. Yeah, they released it. Oh, it's so- on Amazon and Right Stuff. But it, there's no dub though. It's just the Japanese. And, well, you know uh, what? With, with well, you know what? I I've been caught just as you just got caught in 4K <laughs> of you know lying to people. I just got caught in 4K lying to people. You know what? We're all we, like, I'm just gonna own that L. Just ten, come right for give me that L. You just got and let me let me have it. Just let me play on my head. I to be fair, I stalk discotech because um, I love ancient anime um so much and they release a lot of old stuff so like i'm always on top of what they're releasing to see if there's anything i want to add to my collection to you know beef up my numbers again i used to have a really massive anime collection and um you know life stuff happened and i needed funds for family stuff so i sold a lot of it and i really regret that but you know they're constantly releasing they're rescuing titles from like ADV and Genion and stuff like that, as well as grabbing stuff that never in a million years you think you would see, like Lost Canvas, for instance, and the Saint Seiya movies. So um, it's it's really nice to keep track of what they're doing. And I'm also holding out hope because um, I think we discussed before that they might be... Oh, no, it's Sentai that has the, the dub. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Maybe they might broker a deal to get both of them. Yeah. Something. Who knows? Because like... I do know for a fact Sentai, my, well, Sentai Filmworks does work, um, do do a lot of the, a lot of work for like the for Lupin the Third. It's actually um, it's it's actually Discotech that actually releases a lot of their stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so hopefully, hopefully they Discotech will release you know the classic Saint Seiya show with the dub, yeah. so that that will no longer be technically lost. We understand that pirates exist, but we're calling it lost media for the sake of legality. Mm-hmm. We'll get to something. We'll get to. We'll get to something that's real lost media soon. But for right now, we have to. We we have to continue on this. Yeah, like I said, like it's unfortunate that that um that the uh, that this is happening with Saint Seiya. 
Because, like, we're now hearing stuff about, like, um, like there's, like, there's drastic changes behind the scenes at Netflix concerning their animation department. And this is not boding too well at all with uh, with Saint Seiya. Like, it's, it, like, it's, I'm, I'm more inclined more than ever before to say that Saint Seiya is, like, it's done. We might see that last season that they say they're working on, but I think that's about as far as we're going to get get to with that's with with the, with the CGI series and once it's done it's like now it's who's going to pick up the pieces after that that's that's going to be the more important question that um that we have to ask so i i i'm just right now wondering it's like you know what what else like you know like i'm more asking the question of like who's who else is going to be picking up the pieces once it's all said and done cuz like if the if this mess continues over at Netflix and like with acquisitions and stuff like that and and making original stuff, then like, you know, things that ain't like I, it's not. It's I don't think it's gonna be fit for this world, unfortunately. So, I it, it really comes down to like how far along they are with it because this this decision about the animation department is really recent. Yeah. So, if the show is really far along in production, it might not make any financial sense for them to just completely scrap it. So they it might still get released. It might also be released somewhere else if it's finished, but Netflix doesn't want anything to do with it because it's really rare for a show to be completed and never shown the light of day. I mean, it happens, but it's pretty rare because, like, you might as well try and make some money off of it since you sank so much into it. But we're just going to have to be patient, unfortunately, with this because they've been real tight-lipped about it. Yeah, and that's the style. And the, when you hear stuff also like, hey, we're, we're getting rid of another series that's linked to this series? After getting rid of another series that that's connected to this, it's not really a good look at all. Like this is a really really bad look overall for everybody, and just like well, the good thing is that they have named two shows that are going to be canceled so far. So they are starting to publicly come out and say what shows are going to be canceled. Apparently. Something called the Twits, based on something that Ronald Dahl did. Never heard of that. Whatever. Um, and then it was gonna, and there was gonna be a show called Toil and Trouble that got canceled, as well as the new season of Bone, which was the like prehistoric show. Yeah. So they're starting to talk about stuff that actually. This is according to IGN. We can tweet out that article so that it's not like we're just talking out of our butts here. Yeah. Um. But but that that's stuff that has been announced, so they are starting to say specifically what is and what isn't going. But Netflix has hundreds of projects in the work at any given time, so we really don't know anything, unfortunately. Yeah, and that's and that's the sad thing right now. Is like we just we just don't know like what's gonna happen with because like the more silence that Netflix has, and the more we hear hearsay from like other people, from like people are working behind the scenes and not giving us any kind of official like. Official saying about what's going on. It's just not a good look at all. So, I'm I so it's like right now it's just like we just gotta we just gotta we just gotta like um keep on treading this 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 um we gotta keep on going just a little bit longer with all of this unfortunately and it's like like I said right now only thing we can do right now is just like wait it's right now a huge waiting game. All right, hey, that was that was depressing. That was really 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 depressing. So, uh, you guys want to talk about at least some some good news, some like weird news at least. I this is a topic that I like doubly interested in um, 
for so they found one of the episodes that they thought was completely lost of the deep dub for Saint Seiya Knights of the Zodiac is what it was released on. Very short lived. I, they only got like I think forty episodes or so 60. into it. No forty. So they forty. No, they they didn't even get to. I was about to say they didn't even get to the the good stuff like. ADV the ADV dub that was dubbing alongside of it finished the entire first arc, but the Deke dub did not. It got canceled really quick. Yeah, it was, um, oh right, okay. Uh, uh, officially, this is well, officially on record. This is where how, how how everything breaks down. Episodes one through episodes one through twenty nine, episodes one to twenty eight are officially are, are some way somehow available on 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 DVD. Right. Yeah, I have them on DVD. I have the date of <laughs> 29 to 30, 29 to 32 aired, but those were not put on DVD. But they like as I when I mean they aired, they aired on Cartoon Network. It was a little more readily available. 33 to 40, those only aired once in Canada, and that's it. So the, this is so so finding this episode, episode 20, what is it, episode 31 that they found? Yeah, episode 31. I think so. Episode 31. This falls into like the unarchived stuff that was, that only aired on Cartoon Network, and they only aired once on there, and that's the stuff that's like unarchived. So that's interesting that they, that we found one episode that's been unarchived, but there is still like fifteen more episodes that have not been accounted for just yet. And like I said, like the the the, the remaining part those those last episodes, those last few episodes, thirty three to forty. Those that those are like if you find those you you found you found like you found like a hidden treasure like you you might as well go, go to like the lottery and just like cash it all in for something because that is like oh that's like gold that's like what what archivists are looking for right now concerning Knights of the Zodiac the Deke dub and you know, as much as we say stuff like oh my god like you know the Deke dub sucks this and that the purple blood you know why does why does uh why does Hilda have a have a surfer dude um. Accent. Why? Why this? Why because this? it was good. Because he was perfect. Why because... was the flock of seagulls cover the like? Because how is that relatable good. to children? How is because that relatable to good. children? Uh, how how but... is Pegasus fantasy relatable to children? Listen, it's good. It's okay, not so good. I. But it's so, good. so it. This is doubly interesting to me, and and really cool for me because number one, I unapologetically love deke um they're bad but it's like really funny bad mm -hmm. it's almost like early days of four kids where like it was bad because it was censoring and censoring is hardly ever a good thing i don't want to say never because i'm sure there's some instance where it was it, it resulted in whatever typically censoring is a bad thing and four kids did a lot of that and deke did a lot of that too but the thing is is that they where when they were Americanizing stuff, they would throw in like puns or weird explanations, like off the wall explanations for stuff or weird cuts and edits to get around censorship laws and, and violence that you can show in kids Saturday morning cartoons and stuff like that. And it's just it's how they took these shows and made them work and not only made them work, but made them iconic that I love. And then I also love Lost Media. Like I love Sakura Stardust. Uh, so, uh, sorry. Um, I love Lost Media. Like I love Sakura Stardust, El Sonic, or uh, sorry, El Supersonic Q. I always call him El Sonic Q for some reason. Mm -hmm. Blame it on Jorge. Like I watch all their videos religiously on YouTube of all this Lost Media. 
specific shout out to Sakura Stardust because she does Japanese lost media and it's super interesting, but that's beside the point. But like, so this was like two of my very niche, weird worlds colliding all at the same time. Well, I guess three because Saint Seiya is kind of niche as well. So it's like three of my love interests just like slamming together and that don't take that out of context. But very, very exciting moment for me when they found this. So I, I definitely... As much as I make fun of it, just like Ramsey says, it's a part of the history of the show, and it's always going to be there at this point. And you know, might as well embrace it and help us find the rest of the episodes. There's only a handful that are still missing, mm-hmm. and we could have the full thing because again, they only had about forty episodes. Yeah. So. And I'd be down. I'd be totally down to having all of those episodes because, again, the deep dub, like KRF said, it's not objectively it's bad there's a weird censoring there's a lot of dumbing down concepts that totally removed a lot of the context of the show and removed a lot of the importance and value in the storytelling but at the same time there is (laughs) choices with uh you know voice acting and just other ideas that I thought were funny or at least entertaining for me. Like I like I again the whole yoga's a surfer guy and Nachi is again like from Brooklyn or something. He's like very New Yorker. He's like you know totally radical and just it's so funny. And it's like my my you know I, I think it's worth trying to locate and consolidate because it would suck to lose something as valuable as that because it was something that that was like the first introduction of Saint Seiya into the US so it would suck if that was completely lost yeah and that you guys you guys, you know, I'm more in the camp of like these things should be archived this should be more readily available out in the public and I do really appreciate that these that fans are like taking on like um this task to like look for these videos and look for all this stuff that that's that's flying all around and like um and one of the things it's like you know look, look like it so this goes this goes out to not just any this not goes out to the saint Seiya fans but this goes out to anybody look through your video cassettes look through like stuff from like if you're at a thrift store like don't ignore a lot of the blank video cassettes that you may you may or may not think what they have a lot of the stuff that 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 you may think that's junk is you might in- uncover something that you that you may not know you may you may stumble upon one of those some of those episodes that that got that, that are currently missing, or if you're in Canada, doubly especially since like, if you can find some of that those, those missing those those missing last few episodes that only aired once, that would be amazing because like that that that's the true lost media. Even though what we found right here was 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 technically lost, it was not archived properly. This is some the, 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 the thirty two to forty. If you find something from that part of the, of the series, that is like. That's the that's the that's the incredible find. Not to say this is not incredible either. This this is all um this is all um this was really good too. And I really do hope that this sparks at least some sort of interest to get more people into finding more of what the Saint Seiya is and get more people involved with trying to like preserve the Saint Seiya as well. You know, hopefully too, like we can we see we'll see some sort of things like we, we like hopefully too, like what, what we were talking about earlier, like maybe, maybe all things are not lost with the Saint Seiya lost canvas dub. And maybe some way, somehow, they're going to find a way to preserve that as well. So, I want to give a shout out to Blue Baron on Twitter who found the episode. And it's currently right now uploaded to the Internet Archive. We'll have an upload link there. Also, the, the first 20 episodes that are on DVD 
are also um, archived on the Internet Archive as well. So if you want to check those out, I highly recommend it. I know I don't condone piracy with this type of things, but it's on the Internet Archive. And I don't think... I don't think the Internet Archive is legal. Yeah. I and, think. And not only that, it's like, I don't think Toy... I don't think... um Not Toy. I don't think Geek or whatever the letter heck companies are calling themselves now. Cookie Jar... Uh, IDX or um, I don't know what they're calling themselves right now. I don't think they care at this point. I don't think they care at this point. So if if you have if you if you want to watch it, just watch it. It's right there on the internet. It's archived for for and preserved perfectly for you to watch. And we'll put a link there on the we'll put a link there on the description of this episode as well. And not to drag this discussion out any longer because we we have been rambling about this for a little bit but it could be a double whammy if discotech was able to get a hold of more saint Seiya stuff to release they go above and beyond to find lost media mm-hmm. um i don't know if you guys heard about this but recently they i say recently it's it's been about a year but they acquired a show called um i think it's ninja robots is the name of it yes and and um, it had a dub that was only available in like Singapore and the English-speaking Asian countries uh-huh. um, and territories. I, I I know it's controversial to say countries, so I'm just going to territories over there. And um, it only aired a couple of times on television. And they had most of the dub except for like bits and pieces from two or three episodes. And they literally like scoured the globe for VHS tapes. They were like, "We don't care how bad of quality it is. We could we have the technology to brush it up and make it presentable." And they had people like submitting VHS tapes, and they were going to like thrift stores and stuff in Singapore, or, not, or like had people going to thrift stores in Singapore and looking actively for this show because somebody had to have recorded it. I mean, logically, somebody was a big fan of the show and had recorded it. And um, I believe they were able to complete the entire dub for it because the uh, Blu-ray came out recently. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that it had the full dub on it. Um, like, no. they go above and beyond. So may- maybe we could just stick Discotech on this. We hope One can only hope. And I, <laughs> I do sincerely hope that Discotech does, does, listen, does listen in. So I, we, we sincerely hope that something does pop up and something does, like, we do get more information about stuff like this. But like I said, right now, like, you know, the only thing we can do right now is just, like, we just gotta wait, and like I said, it, for those for those lost media people that are, that are trying to look for stuff, don't ignore Saint Seiya. Saint Seiya, like we do, like there are people like us that really want to see more of it. So, like, please, if you, if you find any more of it, please post it like somewhere where we can watch it, and please archive it publicly so we can check it out as well. So, with that said, that that wraps it up for the news. So, why don't we get on to our main topic here, which is just episodes. 41 to 44 of the series. I 100% forgot that Shun's battle wasn't over yet. When they, when I they know. were all standing at the plane, like, where's Shun? I was like, didn't we didn't we finish this? And I was like, oh, yeah, wait, he's still... He's, he's still, still with Junae. <laughs> he, he's I still was, with Junae. I thought we had gotten past this. I just remember we all kind of hated episode 40, and so I don't think I paid enough attention to it but um well because episode 40 was the that like final like i think that was like a what is the word that we use it was kind of like a um catch-up episode i think it was like kind of in between seasons so i think that was the first season yeah i think that was like the first episode of a new season so they had to do a lot of flashback and you know catching everybody up and then june showed up in like the last 15 minutes yeah and and 
and also we got we get to see too like what happens like oh my god it's like we we waste all this time and then something happens and then they they have the fight and it's like the most anticlimactic thing ever like, yeah he's like he's like my brother told me to be strong so now i'm strong and just like beat him up yeah he just, it was he just whipped you anticlimactic as fuck like just well grabbed, then he grabbed the whip he grabbed the chain and just whipped him around like and just that's it like oh my god there was a really fun there was a fun moment with that though because like i i don't they're throwaway enemies so i didn't bother to learn their names don't hate me but one of them was like hold on we're not finished yet and she just like kicks him in the face i know i was like oh god he's fucking savage nuri you're about to say something well i was going to say that you know the whole episode yeah he is like I'm going to be strong because my brother told me to and I have to go, you know, meet up with my friends. And I also and like I did it. Was it this episode or the last episode that Junie was like, yeah, by the way, our teacher's dead. I think it was this. No, that was the last episode because Junie was like passed out this whole episode. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because she got knocked out from emotions or something. And so, yeah, like the last episode, she shows up and she's like, by the way, um, our teacher's dead. And people that we grew up with are coming to kill you and june's just like that sucks <laughs> and then and then he you know fights them the two glam rock boys from andromeda island and then whips them around throws them you know i understand that andromeda island has chains and that's what they do and well june has a whip uh-huh. for some reason you know because the 80s were weird <laughs> but uh uh this episode i very much was like oh yeah i forgot we were dealing with june and then june just didn't do anything and then shun finished his fight and i know a better fight for shun is coming so i think that's why this and i love shun i have said before he is my emotional support virgo <laughs> I love Shun to death. He's one of my favorite characters. And so I know he has a better fight coming up. And I think that's why this fight felt so bland almost and like out of character. And I'm like, this isn't Shun being like, I'm struggling with my pacifism and my desire to protect my friends and do the right thing. And this was like, oh, yeah, I got to go be like my brother now. And it's like, no, Shun, the point of it is that you're not like your brother. Not just that, it's just like, you know, you can tell it's like, you can tell too, he's like, look, I have no time to deal with you people. Let me go, because if not, that plane's going to leave without me. Also, like, what was, what was the big deal about them getting there at a certain time? Exactly. Like, why did they, why were they so pressed to leave right then? Like, they it's were never going to leave him behind. Yeah, they, they were never going to leave him behind either, because it's a fourth of their manpower. Well, a third at this point of their manpower gone. Because Shidu's not even there. They don't know if right. he's going to be there either. And then Iki's not there. So, yeah. They're so down to three guys. They're not just going to go with just with just Hyoga and Seiya. So, they're obviously going to wait for him. So, why are they acting like little assholes? Like, where is he? We got to go. Like, no. It's a private jet. They don't know you're... Well, I, you find out they kind of do know that they're coming. But, like, it's not like they're throwing some big banquet or something that you have to be there by seven. Like, girl, it's fine. Yeah. Wait. I know. And and then, like, Sayori was also kind of like, man, this is, you know, 
Shun, I'm disappointed in him. He's not, you know, he needs to catch up. But I'm just like, girl, it's your plane. You're in control. Time is money, I guess. Just wait for Jabba to come back with your Starbucks. You'll be fine. Yeah. Well, speaking speaking of Sayori, though, like, what's... So, spoiler alert, Shun makes it. Bet you didn't see that coming. Oh, yeah. Um, but they, they make it onto the plane... And they have this, like, really weird discussion about the Pope and about how suspicious he's been acting. And Sarah just starts throwing out these hard accusations like the Pope, the new Pope killed the previous one, or maybe he has him, like, sequestered and hiding. Just, like, throwing all of these theories out. And I'm like, where's your evidence? Are you just have, like, a gut feeling? <laughs> You're just going to go on Well, this is, this is the same girl who the previous episode was like, I know that the the Pope tried to kill me as an infant and it's just like you were an infant how do how do you know this story it's not like i mean i guess the argument was again aulius told uh keto when he gave uh mm-hmm. keto the baby salary but like it wasn't like my grandfather told me this she's just like and then when i was attacked as an infant it's like you yes you were there but you were like six months old yeah and I, I absolutely love that, like, the the gall that it took them this many episodes, even this many episodes since they first started seeing the Gold Saints, to realize that there's 12 of them and to make that connection. Hyoga and- is teacher, is one. Okay, not only Hyoga, because, like, in the, if you, they, you can argue in the anime that Crystal Saint. Yeah, Crystal is, Saint was his teacher. Yeah. yeah, his teacher. But his, but Crystal Saint's teacher was freaking camu he should know he should know that there's 12 and if anyone would know it would be shiryu but shiryu isn't here but still you would think he would have at some point been like hey by the way just so everybody knows there's 12 also has anyone ever read their horoscope there's a pattern i was gonna say like there's a like even earlier even way earlier than that you can figure things out it's like the sagittarius cloth they're and then, they're and then Leo, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then Aries Moo because they learn they they learn and then subsequently forget that Moo is is uh, a gold saint as well. No, well, Shitty uh, you does. Shitty you knows, but he's not around. Yeah. Well, that's, no, that's... even even later when Moo reveals himself, he stares at him for a second. He goes, "Oh yeah, he is a gold saint." I was like, "How did you forget that?" Like, I mean, to be fair, like yesterday. He, well, he had, he's got a lot of brain damage. Look, listen, I love Shiryu. He's got a lot of brain damage. Poor baby. So, yeah. Just thinking, like, yes, that's the part that, that was the part I was, I was when I was watching. I was like, none of you guys just, none of you guys, none of you guys just picked up a magazine and looked at the back cover and see your horoscope and figured all that out. Or also, um, Seiya, you grew up in Sanctuary. Yeah, why didn't he know? This is another. This is another. This is another. This is another uh, Cosmo Cast team freaks <laughs> pointing out the pointing out pointing out pointing out dumb stuff. Oh my god, I love it. It's just like I, I, I understand. Like, okay, now we have confirmation that there's twelve of them. Like, it made sense for there to be twelve, but now we have confirmation there's twelve. But no, they acted like the sheer fact that there's twelve of them was just shocking. And I'm like, well, you've met like five so far. Why, like? Like, because death mask what? and everything. 
attention. Yeah, well, even if you discredit the ones that um, that Shiryu, because Shiryu hadn't come back yet, I mean, they, didn't they just tell um, Shun that a gold saint came through and destroyed, like, the entire Andromeda Island? Yeah, yeah I, I think they said it was a gold saint. They didn't say who, but it was Milo. Yeah, but yeah. later, like, oh, you're wrong. Oh, well, that was, yeah, that's, I, the anime Spoiler did that. Alert. The anime did that to give him a fight that did not include Milo. Mm -hmm. Because, listen, Milo sucks. I love Milo, Milo sucks. Oof. Ooh, hot takes. I said it, I said it. <laughs> I'm a Virgo, I don't care. I will say all all day long. You, Strong you say, personal opinions. You say Milo, Milo sucks. Um, I completely, I was talking to Ramses the other day about um, skins in the mobile game. And he's like, is that Shura? And I had to Google who Shura was because I forgot. Yes, it's Shura. Like, talk, it, that, 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 about, the, the only one is Shura. It's not the death mask. Talking about forgettable ass characters. I, to Sh I love Shura. I forgot, Shura I forgot so who funny. he was. Okay, I will, be I will be honest. Like, whenever I'm thinking about Saints, I always forget one. Because I'm like, okay, I know there's 12 and I'm there's trying 12. to, like... And I try to remember, and I'll be honest, usually who I forget, and I and I hate to say this based on the episodes and then everybody else on this podcast, I usually forget Aldebaran. Ooh. I'm not touching that one. <laughs> if you hear clicking, I'm unfollowing Nuri on, on social media. <laughs> I'm no longer allowed back to ancient anime. We have we suddenly have a new uh host lineup for ancient anime coming up next week. Oh no, Alderbaran is. Uh, if if we're going based off of like, who I think is the coolest and who I like the most, Aquarius is the best in my opinion. But if we're going off who is daddy, like Alderbaran is daddy, and yeah. um, we'll we'll get to his magic unibrow here in a little bit. But we got to keep going with with where we're at now because we do yeah. get to see two other gold saints though. I mean, um, because we we have the big confrontation where. Um, my mind is completely blanking. Um, where Iodia's, um, yeah, Iodia goes to talk to the, the Pope. Iodia goes to the Pope. Uh, Iodia. He's like, I want to talk to, I want to talk to Athena. Uh, she's not in. Bullshit. And then, uh, yeah, because he's the only one who logically has been like, "Hey, we haven't seen our like goddess in like sixteen years. What's up with that?" Well, not only, there? but again, like we mentioned this the last episode, it's just like, Avalia, I love you, you beautiful boy. I love you so much. You are the most perfect man. You alone would be who I would fuck or marry in this situation as a proud lesbian. Avalia, why are you confronting the guy who you think killed your brother and tried to murder your goddess in open court? Like, you have no backup. Why are you... You think he's going to say, yes, I did it? Yeah. Why? The thing, the thing that drives me crazy about this is, like, if this guy has the balls to kill a gold saint, if he... Not only the balls, but the strength to kill a gold saint, as well as manipulate pretty much everybody else in Sanctuary... And you think that he's not going to be able to fight another gold saint? Because, like, I, Leo went in there like he was going to, like, rough him up and, like, fuck him over. And Yeah, like, like he... Obviously, yeah. this guy's got powers. Like, obviously, he's going to be strong. 
So I don't know. Uh, there was a disconnect there. Like this was a dumb well, move on on all fronts. It is a dumb move. It's a dumb move because you should have thought that through. I mean, the argument I guess some people could make is that Arles, who, he, like, spoilers, the fake Pope is impersonating Arles. He's not. This is not Arles. It's somebody else. But the fake Pope who he's impersonating was just a guy. He wasn't like a saint. Like, uh, according to the lore, he was like cool with the previous Pope. And after the previous Pope mysteriously died or retired, no one's quite sure what happened. He took on the job. And it's like implied that he was just like a normal dude. He wasn't like trained or anything like that. So I think Aulia probably not realizing that. I guess <laughs> this guy could have strength capable of taking him on did the confrontation but again he he knows that this guy is possibly the one who killed his brother well actually no because we find out later who went after um who who went who went after um Alias when he ran off with somebody else mm -hmm. but either way somebody who was strong enough to challenge killing Athena you, you don't necessarily want to confront like that it was not a smart move and just as you predicted like yeah he just went in there yeah he's went, went in there willy-nilly and then all of a sudden here is shaka and can i just yeah. say that this part made me so mad um i was watching some questionable information on this so i don't know if it was translated completely correctly um but the at least the with as far as the dub is concerned Arles says that the only thing that can happen, or maybe it was Shaka that said it, but the only thing that can happen when two gold saints fight is that they either battle for 1,000 days or they both die. Yes. What? The thousand year, the thousand day battle, thousand day war is what happens between two gold saints because their powers are so evenly matched that they will not get any sort of, uh, what's the word, any sort of advantage on each other. So they will battle it out for a thousand years. Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen. It never happens. No, not a thousand years, history. thousand days. I'm sorry. Yeah, was... In the in the history of the entire show, that never happened. The gold it's fired against each other a lot. So that's bullshit. Well, apparently, like, uh, I I think it's if they were to face one on one in other fights, they have fought each other with other people involved. Is the thing. I mean, right here, it didn't last a thousand days. <laughs> yeah, but he also had Arles who interfered. Yeah. Stop. Stop giving perfectly sound logic to my complaint. <laughs> well, Probably. the same thing also happened like with Doko and Death Mask because then Mu intervened and etc. Yeah, and, and it's like, you know, I, I, I the thing I always tell that maybe because this is like my this is my insect brain, my my little lizard brain when I'm watching this. My when I when they when they go after each when when Shaka and Iodia went after each other. I don't know if you guys watch wrestling, but like they have a, a spot called a test of strength. But they both grab each other and kind of push each other like really, really like they're trying to push each other with their arms. That's what it looks yeah. like to me. And one of my and it's another podcast I like I like listening to that's that's like wrestling related. And just because because like sometimes they're assholes about this thing when they always chant test of strength, test of strength, test of strength. And that's all I can think of when I'm watching these when I'm watching these when I'm watching Iodia and um, Shaka go out. I'm like test of strength. Test of strength. Test of strength. Test of strength. Yeah, it very much was a very much a wrestling move for sure. Oh, 
Uh, well, now that you've said that, I want to I wanna do like a, a meme video where like uh, Shaka comes out and then also John Cena comes out playing the really loud, oversaturated <laughs> thing. I want to. I want it to come out, and I want them to like go arm to arm, and they want to do their 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 face off, and I need somebody to be like give them the chair, <laughs> death match, something. There's a well, so yeah, so they're so they're out there, and then like all of a sudden, like at the end of it, it's like at the end of like the fight doesn't even end. It just ends with Chaco being like, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go think about this for a little bit, and it's just like, uh, what? immediately is like okay you know i surrender i yield i was wrong and then shaka's like okay cool so you've learned your lesson and i'm like shaka who is notorious for being like i can see 10 moves ahead of everybody else i'm super sensitive to the cosmos how would he not know that alia is now how would he not know that alia is now brainwashed and he's just cool with that and, and he's so cool. And the thing always that always like the thing that, that the part that always gets to me. And this is this is always a part. Like, and that's one of the things I, I I appreciate about the Legend of the Sanctuary movie, is that this like Shaka is all knowing, all all knowing, all powerful. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you have some sort of inkling? Wouldn't you have some sort of inkling to be like, this is not right. This is something not right about all this stuff. Exactly. There's like. At no point is like Shaka. Well, because like later on, Shaka's like, "Oh, I knew something was up, but I didn't say anything because I, you know, I felt like he had a point or something." And it's just like, "You suck!" <laughs> like Shaka sucks. I know well, po unpopular opinion, but come on. Well, when they when they first back in the Silver Saint art, towards the end of the Silver Saint art, when they were starting to slowly introduce a lot of the main Gold Saints, they implied at one point that. The Gold Saints really don't give a shit until like everything hits the fan and everything goes to crap and then they step in. So I just was under the assumption they just didn't care. Like because nobody bothered to call on them and ask them to fight until just recently. Because like they there was even one point, which again is stupid, where like I think it was Arles said something like, even the gold saints don't know how many there are. I was like, 12! There is 12! There are 12 gold saints. There's 12 constellations. Better for God's sake, look at the back of a freaking... Well, there's 88 constellations. There's 12 zodiacs. Zodiac. You know what I mean. Angry. Can we talk about Sayori's tit now? Can we move on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This The infamous tit. No, but we have to talk about this first. We have to talk about this first. So they decided to land... In the middle of a freaking coliseum, like who cleared that? I'm a really good pilot, I guess, because that's. I mean, that's it, it wasn't the coliseum in Rome. It was the coliseum at the, the sanctuary. sanctuary. It's like, like you gotta clear like some space at least or something. Well, listen, it's Sauri, and she has money, and he's not gonna fight her. <laughs> good point, but I'm like, Jesus Christ! It's like, oh, man, what if people were just like like chilling there or like something like that, like. They're already, they're like flying all over the place. Like some poor saints are just like chilling and just like, you know, reading a, reading a book or something like that at this Coliseum. Like, oh, no, you just started everything. Now everybody's flying all over the place. Sorry. Sorry, Dave. Sorry, Dave. The, uh, sorry, Dave, the training saint. I'm sorry. I, I don't know if they did that because I remember specifically that they made a point of the fact that like after Arles took over Sanctuary, he made it like a death trap. There was like spike pits <laughs> and shit. Like, I don't know. 
know if anyone was chill to just read. I think it was like, hey, I'm just gonna go home because I don't want to die. Yo, man, I only 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 get paid half time. I only been paid part time here. I am not gonna go on that spike pit for for, for part time, man. But Dave, me, I'm gonna only look up for me, and that's the constellation of Dave, and that's me. So, yeah, we we get to we we cut back to the we cut to the sanctuary. The things are all, all get off. And they're approached by a, by a weird cloaked by a weird cloaked person. Totally yeah. not a bad guy. Like yeah. totally trusting. I I wouldn't be suspicious of him at all. I would just do everything he says blindly. Turn your back on him as much as possible. Yeah, like don't, just don't, it's fine. Don't think twice about what the person trying to explain to you. Everything. Just just go with it. Especially with his ominous cloak and ominous mask and very obvious bad guy cackly voice. Like no, it's fine. You're you're good. It's everything's okay. But hey, yeah, we we got shit you back. Um, so this, I I absolutely love this arc. I it's my favorite out of all of them that I've seen because we exposed me for being a fake fan for not watching Hades. But it's my favorite of all of the ones that I've seen. My one and only complaint is that the urgency of this whole thing is you know Saudi is going to die if they don't complete the houses in in twelve hours. But the catalyst for that is such a throwaway nobody character. Like this, I don't even remember his name, and I've seen this multiple times. This, the Ptolemy. Yeah, Ptolemy. And, and he's such a throwaway character. They defeat him by, like, blinking towards him, and he falls over dead. But he's the reason that, that Sari has, you know, got this time bomb that's about to go off. It would have made so much more sense if, like, the Pope greeted them there, or like one of the the saints close to the end, like maybe um, Aphrodite. I, I, yeah, like Aphrodite or something. Actually, that would have made perfect sense because he would he would he would have given him like a rose that's like okay, in twelve hours this rose will turn red, and if you don't if you don't you know, right if you don't if so you need to go through if, all of this just so, so you can meet me up so you can meet with me if this rose turns red in twelve hours. So it's like yeah, that would have been and also because because also like the. There's no guarantee. They said that the Pope is the only one that can remove the arrow. There's no guarantee he's going to help you. He's evil. Like, you could get there and he'd still be like, nah, she's going to die. I'm not going to. And he just like sits there for 10 minutes and, and the time expires and she dies. Like, there's no guarantee that he's going to help her. Yeah, she, he's, he's just stalling for time after that. It's like, uh-huh. Yeah, like, he's like, hey, have you guys seen this new Netflix documentary called Tiger King? Yeah, and then he just puts oh it on. god he's, he's doing a crossword he's doing the crossword puzzle in the back of a, of a back of a, a back of a newspaper wait wait wait, wait. he's yeah. doing a sudoku yeah so like if they if they had had it be aphrodite then at least you know aphrodite can be like if you can make it all the way to my house and defeat me i'll remove the rose before it kills her or something like that because his he is the last house yeah before you get to the pope but like this throwaway character being the catalyst for the entire arc, this massive, like huge chunk of the series, is just so weird, and I've never liked that ever. Yeah, and he's and like he's a, and like you said, like he's just such a blink and you miss it type of type of character. And I understand why they were trying to. I think they just wanted to have like one last like gold, like want to have one one last silver scene. They just wanted to have, just throw that in one last time. But just like yeah, now in reflection, it's like you could have done a lot more with this, and I understand why why the idea of Aphrodite wouldn't work, because that means at that point, like um, because at that point, it's like they had to address like like oh yeah, I destroyed Andromeda Island, and it's just like yeah. I don't think you want to be in, I don't think that I think they want to keep that that reveal till much later. 
well, he wouldn't have had to come in and be like, hey, guys, I just got back from murdering everybody on Aphrodite Island. I'm here to fuck your day up, too. Like, they didn't, they didn't have to do that. Like, he could have just shown up and said, hey, I'm a gold saint. You guys are traitors. And you know, if you're if you really have conviction, you really think that this is the goddess, prove it to me or something like that. Like it, it could have been much simpler and they could have still had that like twist reveal in there. My point is, is that he was a throwaway character responsible for what happens over the next like 40 episodes. And it's just it's really annoying. So we so we so we get started. So they they get started. Now that the, the now they got now that they already got shot in the, on the chest. Now everything now everything now everything changes. Now we are officially on the ground running with the sanctuary. All right. First stop. We nope. Go, nope. Incorrect. Because we have like a ten minute flashback of Sarah being the worst human on the planet. Oh, dear Christ. That is really hard to watch. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I I get it. She was a spoiled rich kid. But like, it's so it it's so weird that she was she acted like that because like her grandfather was like such a nice person, but also like every no, time he wasn't. Him, he was horrible. He was a nice person to her. Yeah, but he <laughs> he in fact was horrible to other people. That's why she was encouraged to be awful. He treated the kids like shit too. So she was like, I guess that's just how I treat well, every, people. Every time it shows in the flashback, he acts like he's so disappointed in her for treating him like shit. Like in this flashback, he was like. You can do what you want right now, but there's going to come a day where you might regret being a bitch. Also, I mean, my dad that. said that to me, too, but... <laughs> um, anyway, Moo decides that he's going to make a YouTube prank video um, when he shows up. And, <laughs> and he's like, top 10 YouTube pranks. I'm going to make say and his friends think that they're all fucking dead. And then he basically is just like, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to fight you. You guys are neat. You know, you're cool. I'll help you out. But it was it was just a very like tense moment where you're like we've already very clearly multiple times established that Moo is one hundred percent on our side and believes it's and trusts us. So why did they even do this? Like why why have this fake out moment? Like I get it's supposed to be like that tense moment because you you uh. don't know you don't know how like if are they actually gonna have to fight all twelve or is it gonna be more of like a a battle of like winning them over, which is kind of what it ends up being more or less. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I get what they were going for, but it was so, it was, it literally made me feel like I was watching one of those like late 2010s prank videos on YouTube where like, it's so poorly acted and so obviously staged and, just, and you know what the outcome's going to be, but it's still traumatic anyway. Well, I think it's, I obviously, I, for the reason why in canon is drama, but I just like the idea of Moo, like, cause Kiki is a known prankster. Everybody jokes about how Kiki is like, you know, childish and he likes to play pranks and whatever. Like when he first met Shiryu, he did, you know, he was joking around and teasing him. And people are like, oh, but Moo is so mature. I'm like, what do you think Kiki learned it from? Moo is absolutely a total asshole. Like, well, <laughs> come on. Well, they, um, there was one part that I, I did a double take on, but so Moo, Moo tells him, he's like, your armor, you know, it can only self-repair up to a point, and then, you know, it's like, when you have, like, scar tissue and stuff like that, your skin's never as strong as it once was, blah, 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 metaphor, 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 let me heal your, your cloths, and of course, Seiya's like, we don't have time for this, because it's gonna take an hour conveniently, 
um, you know, which would take up all of our, you know, House of Moo time, or sorry, uh, House of Aries time. And um, there's a part where, like, they're trying to convince him, so they has, like, Kiki show him, like, an x-ray. And, like, Kiki, like, examines, you know, say Seiya's mask, like, or his uh, headgear, and shows the cracks. And then he examines, like, his arm, and then he examines his torso, and then he examines his dick. And then laughs and then leaves. And I'm like, child, you were like five. Stop it. Stop. You're going to get somebody sent to jail. Dicks are always funny. Kiki's going to get somebody sent to jail. I mean, like, say he's only 16, but if he does that to Moo, Moo's going to jail. Like, Moo Moo will be in prison and not be able to help anybody. So, Moo. Okay. So, the one last thing I want to bring up before we we move on is like, Mu knows they're on a they're on a time limit, and he's like, and he's still fucking around with the, with, the, with the other saints. I'm like, why are you doing this, man? Are you just doing this so you, the, the daddy, so, so the Pope, so Pope Aries can be like, mm-hmm, you're doing your job, don't worry about it. And then he's like, yo, 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 shh, shh, look, look, I'm only three hours. I have to only take one hour. So, okay, so don't let me, don't worry about it, okay? Just let me, let me do my work, okay? Well, I think he did it because Saya wasn't gonna listen unless like he. Say is a visual learner. Yeah. You can tell something to say over and over again, and it doesn't like penetrate his thick skull. But if you show him something, I mean, just like we're gonna see with the Aldebaran fight, like you can tell him over and over again. But if you show him something, then he gets it. So I think that it was like Saya is a visual learner. Let me screw up their armor so that they have no choice but to sit here for with me for an hour while I repair it. Fair enough. Fair enough. So yeah, Moo um, repairs their armors and sends them off their way. And then we get to everybody's favorite part of the series. So I'm gonna stay very quiet here. I'm gonna let come right. Yeah, let K let KRF go off. Go off, Queen. It's all you. So, um, Aldebaran is daddy. The end. We're move- We can move on now. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so Aldebaran plays like a super super important role in the show, and he gets overlooked a lot by certain co-hosts of this show, which is so sad. I mean, gonna let's guilt trip that for just a second longer. I mean, uh, it sucks that one of these co-hosts just doesn't, <laughs> you know, forgets about Aldebaran and will never be on another podcast that we host together ever again. Uh, I mean, this could be my gravitation leverage that I need. I will remember Aldebaran for the rest of my life if we don't do gravitation. Okay, so, um, but Aldebaran is, like, a super important character for this story arc because um, they had lightly touched on it before that the saints have a, like, the gold saints have a power level beyond. It's over 9,000. It's it's something that bronze saints can never reach, and Saya learns it in about five minutes, so I guess that was a lie. But basically, it's called the seventh sense. Yes, we're aware that there is no sixth sense, so they just kind of make one up and then move along, and then there's a seventh sense now. Well, they, they, but that's like they, they, they say it's like intuition, like that. They say that they, they wipe it off as like, yeah, your sixth sense is that intuition, like that. That everybody sick, knows that. It's like that, that sickling feeling in your stomach, that 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 that, 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 that pit of your stomach feeling that, that something's not right. That's your sixth sense. Yeah, that's not real. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm calling. Um, I'm calling bullshit on that also, but that's how they weave it off. I'm like, I don't know. I, I have I have many times where that that happened, and that's just that just that's just wrong. So the Saya and and the and Co. Um, our four little twink boys get to the House of Taurus 
it's our second house and um they just they don't feel any cosmo so they don't think anybody's home so they just run straight in and just ram right into Aldebaran and like bounce off of him onto the ground. <laughs> like this man is so massive that four scrawny twink boys just like bounced off him like rubber onto the ground. Um, he has a unibrow and he's perfect and I love him, except for the unibrow disappears sometimes because 80s animation was weird and all done by hand. And animation mistakes were really common back then. But like occasionally he has two eyebrows, but we pretend we do not see and we move on. Um, but basically this whole, th th this episode and to a lesser extent, oh, the next one, um, they, they decide that they're going to fight daddy. Um, uh, I don't remember. So basically they all try to fight him and they all kind of get knocked over at once. They're pretty pissed off because he's not really taking the fight seriously. He just has his arms crossed yeah, pretty much. and is... It is just blowing them off and not taking it seriously at all. And I mean, that's for their benefit, really, because like, if he was taking it seriously, they probably would be dead. <laughs> like, worse. no offense. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, to be fair, Saya does land face first onto concrete. So, like, I think a quick death would be a mercy. But I have a, I have a question. So, Saya fights with Aldebaran for this entire episode, basically. Because the other three get knocked out real quick. Um, but Say is still hard-headed, so he doesn't suffer from a concussion and instead keeps fighting. And he keeps getting knocked through walls over and over and over again. How many walls does this room have? From the outside, it looks like it's just four walls, but he continu he got knocked through like I mean, seven uh, or eight different walls. I mean, on the inside, it could be that there's multiple rooms. He got There's one point where he got knocked through like four walls sequentially, though. Like, and it's like... Where do you pee? Of course, you had like maybe he hit like a bathroom or something like that. He didn't hit a toilet. It's like, and then what do you? I'm just. Where do you sleep? Like you sleep out in the open when you're like in, when you're like stuck inside your little house? Are you? I don't think they live in these houses. I think they're there specifically for fighting. <laughs> yeah, stop, you stop. Stop it. Oh. But basically, what I'm saying is, why he needs so many walls? There's too many walls. Oh, uh, six out of six out of ten. Too many walls. <laughs> okay. Interior design rancid. <laughs> we're Maybe. we're gonna um we're gonna rot this one. It's not hot. It's rot. Um. um okay. So what if? Okay. So follow me on this. What if he just got bored and started building walls? Maybe he foresaw this fight and he's like, I gotta get that extra um, what do you call it? Like. Extra uh, environmental money? damage on him that environmental <laughs> damage so i'm just going to build a bunch of walls in sequential order uh, but yeah so it's basically what it boils down to is when saya was training to become a saint in the first place he was with uh marin and they she taught him a technique about how once somebody reveals how they attack to you you can analyze it and find a weak spot mm -hmm. So sword. he his plan, yeah, the dead sword. So his plan is to have Aldebaran attack him a couple of times so that he can memorize the pattern. Which oh, is by actually... the way, um, speaking of the dead sword thing, so that like whole sequence where Marin is like, you know, the dead sword, Yido, and etc. Like she like there's like a scene where she like cuts Saya with the sword and he's like laying on the ground in a weird position without any pants. Oh God. Um. I, I, I could not. Dicks anymore, so don't. 
<laughs> it, there was no dick situation, but it was bizarre. It was very bizarre to me. And not only that, like later on, there's a point where like, was it, it was she to you. I can't remember what the context was, but there's at one point where Seiya's trying to teach Shiryu about the seventh sense, and he's like, it's like Yaido! And Shiryu's like, I wasn't there for this flashback! <laughs> I, like, what I are you talking about? Flashback. Please be more specific. What the heck is a Yaido? Is that and a Beyblade? Like, Seiya just runs past him, and he's like, think of Yaido! And like, and like, Shiryu's like, I wasn't present for your flashback! What are you talking about? <laughs> I to be fair though I I like that I like how much thought they put into this fight. Uh, Shonen a lot of times gets stuck in this cycle of like getting endless power ups to being able to fight the enemy. So I like it when there's like a smart way of defeating the enemy as opposed to just like magically getting stronger. I mean technically he does magically get stronger because he learns the seventh sense, but really the the bulk of it comes down to him using his like training that he's had as a bronze saint to prove that you know cosmo and and cloths are one thing but you also have to have techniques so i thought that was a pretty cool part yeah. of it um but he he makes a deal that he uh that aldebaran has to admit defeat if he could knock his horn off which is stupid mm -hmm. like okay I never like never have when I've okay, been watching so, this have I ever understood the why that like why he would um, admit I, defeat there. I think it was more not necessarily admit defeat, but he would acknowledge him as an equal and worthy of passing through the house. Because Aldebaran says in the beginning he's like, if you prove to me that you're worthy, that that your conviction is strong enough to be on my level, I will let you go. Basically, I mean, basically, it's still it's, better than Legend of Sanctuary, where he's like, Haha, I was kidding the whole time. Like, well, Legend like, of Sanctuary, he, like, he's like, you know what? I like your moxie, kid. You could go through. And Seiya's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, and here, at least here, it's like, look, I, 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 I respect you. I respect what you're trying to do, but like, you're, you're, but I have to, but I'm your, but I'm a, I'm a wall for a reason, and you have to, like, fit through this wall first. Can I? Can I have like a short segment called KRF just reads the notes that he wrote at like 2 a.m. drunk watching the show? Go for it. I'll allow it. Um, okay. So we have some gems like, I don't care about Marin. Just give me more Taurus, daddy. The way Seiya's Cosmo lights up Aldebaran's unibrow is chef's kiss. You're basically <laughs> dead. How did you come back? You're the main character. I guess that makes sense. Seiya <laughs> is smacking up on my daddy. How many oh, walls God. does the simple have? He's broken like 20. Such big Cosmo <laughs> uwu. By the way, uh, you will now never be able to complain about me making, like, me forgetting Aldebaran, the fact that you just so, Ted said to me, said to me in this call that you don't give a shit about Marin, who is my wife. I, it's not that I don't care about her. It's that she was taking time away from Aldebaran. Like, she can have flashbacks in any other episode. Mommy, like, Daddy, like, stop fighting for <laughs> like have 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 like an Ashura sure episode who apparently I don't remember exists. Have a Marin flashback then. This is my time. Basically, the it just boils down to Seiya just knocks his horn off. Um 
I wish I could have his horn. I don't remember writing that. Um, I'm embarrassed. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm not okay for for multiple reasons. Um, but anyway, so um, the worst part, the worst part is, know, this softens it. him up because he sees that Seiya is capable of using the seventh sense, which is like his requirement for him moving on, except it's not for the rest of them. Like, there's a really bizarre point because um, the other three say it's like, okay, guys, let's go. And the other three are like, okay, we're going. And Older Baron's like, wait, he can go. You guys can't go. You guys haven't proven anything. So they, instead of, because I get that they wanted to save like their seventh sense awakening for them fighting their own rivals. So that makes sense. But the fact that they just did like a team combo and Alderbaran's like, you guys worked as a good team. I guess that's cool too. You can go. It was just like, what? Why? I think he was just like, I, he, well, he couldn't like let them go because they were knocked out the whole fight. So they didn't learn a lesson. And I guess he was kind of like, you know what? I need to see that you're willing to do the same thing that Saya did. You need to be willing to let me throw you through about six walls of my house. And they did that. I'm doing, I'm doing some demolition. We're we're doing. We're gonna have a low bearing wall taken out over here. So I need to throw a couple of small children through it. Yeah. I, look. And that's and that's where they had the Yido state. That's that's it. Because then because then yeah again Saya's like okay I'm gonna go yeah. on ahead and you guys can catch up. By the way, Shiryu, it's like Yaido, and Shiryu's like, what? <laughs> what the heck is a Yaido? Anyways, yes. <laughs> and then that was oh, that and, fight. And another weird thing is that, like, so the the so the so three of them fight against Aldebaran, mm -hmm. and they, quote, defeat him, I guess, to his liking. And he's like... Make sure to tell Saya this message for me. It's like he was just there. Like why? Why didn't you just tell him when he was there? Like ten minutes ago. What the hell? Like they are not your messenger boys. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that in. Sorry. That's fine. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's like you could have just said this before we let before you left. But I guess I guess I guess they, they, they that's a, such an important message that you have to defeat them first to like make sure that you get the, that that you have to get the message. It's like oh, okay, fine. I know how you work, but okay, cool, bro. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, uh, so they they don't have their seventh sense now, but that's like I said, they're they're gonna get their own <laughs> moments to shine with that. Um, some sooner rather then, than uh, later, and some much later, because um, one of them's gonna kind of be dead for a while, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Don't uh, spoil, but um, I didn't say who. Just somebody's basically gonna be incapacitated for a big chunk of time. That's very annoying. Right. But then um, after the boy, after the, the baby boys leave, then Moose shows up because, of course, Moose always shows up after everything's done because freaking Moose sucks. <laughs> and I say this lovingly as a, and as a joke, please don't cancel me because you are Moose stands or whatever. It's a joke. <laughs> I, think she, but, I think she's talking about me and my love for Moo. <laughs> but so Moo shows up and I, and he's just like, "Hey, Aldebaran," like, and they're apparently bros, which I think is great. I love that for them. And he's just like, "Hey, Aldebaran, I see that you let them go, and you were e went easy on them." And he's just like, "Yeah, I thought they had some cool. I thought they were some cool kids. I think that they are, you know, they they got some conviction, and I'm I want to see what they do with it." And Moo's like. And he basically said, like, 
I'm glad I didn't murder them because I was right. going to. <laughs> He's like, I'm glad I decided not to absolutely slaughter children. And Moo's like, oh, you. And it's like, seen as like a joke. And then it's also like, Mo, why do you not go to every other one in the house? Why do you not go to like, you know, well, obviously not Death Mask because Death Mask sucks for real reasons. Mm. But why do you not go to Shaka or to Shura or to any of these other gold saints and be like, hey, by the way, there are some kids coming. They're actually pretty cool. I'm just letting you know that they are decent, that they are like on the level. And they're telling no, you're just like, <laughs> no, I'm just going to let them continue to fight their way battle by battle, slowly whittling away at finite time in this <laughs> concept. We we get to my namesake, Gemini. I am a Gemini. My birthday's coming up. I have a... I was going to say I have an Amazon wish list, but that's not true. Um, I'm just lying <laughs> to you guys today, apparently. Um, so, caught in 4K. Uh, I'm just... I'm exposed. Did you just call this episode KRF Exposed? Well, um, I, no. I think, I, think we, I think we've all been exposed one way or another this episode. Anyways... Uh, so they get to the Gemini house, and I have, like, a love-hate relationship with Gemini, obviously because of, you know, where it ends up. Um, but even, like, as a kid watching this episode and the next, um, I think it's two episodes, actually, that they spend dealing with Gemini, I I felt kind of ripped off because, I you know, we we touched on this, it was either last week or the or last episode of the week, or the episode before, um, where we just talked about how everybody has like two favorites. You have your favorite gold saint and then you have your gold saint that's your favorite because that's your zodiac sign. Uh-huh. And sometimes they overlap, but usually you have two separate ones. So like I love Gemini because I'm a Gemini. But when I watched this originally, I felt really ripped off because he doesn't have any characterization. He's a phantom. And you find out why later. Mm-hmm. But it always bothered me when I was younger, um, the first time I watched it, I guess I should say, when I watched it, because I felt like, you know, Ares has this cool person, <laughs> Taurus has this cool person, uh, Virgo has a super cool, you know, saint representing them, and I get, like, a the phantom. mysterious ghost man. <laughs> That's funny, because, like, again, like, we've had this discussion before where I am a Virgo, again, I've said multiple times. And Shaka is fine. I I like Virgos just because, you know, I like... Shaka's an interesting character. I think he is more interesting in a way different from how I think most of fandom finds him interesting. Because a lot of times I've found in fandom with Shaka, they treat him kind of like the Goku. Where it's just like, who could possibly beat Shaka? He's the most powerful. And I'm like, Shaka got punked by a dude for 16 years. He's fine, you know? He's not perfect, but, um, you know, I, I I have the other Virgo saint that I'm more attached to, like Shun and Sauri and whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, um, I, I can totally understand because I also was like, because I also tend to, I'm, I have a Gemini moon and rising in my star chart. <laughs> so I am like very attached to Virgo and Gemini as a human being. And so I remember being like, oh, I wonder what Gemini is. Because I always heard about, you know, St. Seiya that they're like, oh, everybody loves Gemini. Gemini is so cool. And then I remember watching this and I'm just like, you mean this faceless yeah. dude? Yeah, this 
who would like almost no personality doesn't do anything other than be annoying for a couple of episodes this guy and i mean later on you understand a little bit more right. about the whole thing with gemini but like at the time i could totally agree because i was like gemini is just like this like bland puppet man like what wh what's the appeal here <laughs> And it's time for another obscure references with KRF, which apparently is not as obscure as I thought it's going to be. Because <laughs> both of my co-hosts knew what I was talking about when I suggested this joke pre-show. So I'm a little bit hurt by that because I thought I was special. But um, there's a bit of this this episode where it, when I say bit, I mean like comedy bit because like there's nothing else that you can describe it as where they run into the temple and then like magical craziness happens and then they run back out the same interest they came in like a like there's a revolving platform in there or something that just turns as they're going across it they come right back out the way they came um and it really reminded me of an old a pretty obscure anime they they did a uh, an anime version of thumbelina and one of the things in that was the good witch that's helping her out gives her red shoes that make her run faster but she's only allowed to use them to help people. She can't help herself with them. So um, the main character is a brat. It's all about her learning her lesson. So as soon as the witch goes away, she's like, that that witch is stupid. She just gave me shoes. I could just run to where I need to be because she's trying to get to like this kingdom in the far east. So she's like, the sun rises in the west and sets in the east, so I'll go this way. And she just starts running and there's this like short 45 second song that plays talking about how like if you have red shoes, you better be a nice person or else you'll end up right back where you started. And like I literally, again, probably had too much alcohol at this point, but I went and I found that on YouTube. And as they were running through the Gemini house, I just started playing this song and I can't sing worth crap. So I'm not going to sing it for you, but it's on YouTube and you should go watch it. I'll post it on the show notes. Yeah, because, I mean, you might be hearing me talk about that again in the near future if I have my way of things. But, um, yeah, it, it, I just thought it was a really funny moment because it just flashed. It made me flash back. And obviously, the Thumbelina anime came out way after, I think, like 1994 or five or something like that. So it was much further along. But I saw them out of order, of course. So that's what it reminded me of is just this stupid little jingle from this forgotten cartoon that never found any success whatsoever and that of course that's where my brain went well it actually reminded me i don't know uh, this might i mean this isn't as obscure i remember um watching I, my mom would play mario 64 <laughs> um and then like there's a part and there's a part with Bowser, like you could go to the like the final level, you had to go up a staircase. Um, but if you weren't at a if you didn't have a high enough number of stars, it would just be an endless staircase. And you keep going up and up and up and up and up, and then you turn around and you'd be at the bottom of the stairs. And that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, that's that that's what I was totally reminded of too, because it's like, oh, I'm back here. Oh 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 dear. There's a a, I think it was Silent Hill Downpour, I think was the one where this happens, where you're like running because there's there's one monster that you can't defeat like it. It's like a kind of like a black hole looking monster and it chases you around and you just have to outrun it until it disappears because it only exists for like short bursts of time. 
And there's this one part of the game where, like, you get stuck in this, like, narrow staircase. It's, like, old-timey house, like, super narrow, closed-in walls that can only fit one person's staircase. And you're, like, running up to get away from it. And, like, you can hear it behind you. Like, it makes this specific noise. And you're just running and running and running up the staircase. It's just, like, where, when does it end? And the only way that it ends is that you turn around and just give up and it's gone. And it's the scariest that thing that I've ever done. That sounds horrible. <laughs> It was that terrifying. sounds horrible. Because it's like, you're just like, well, I've been doing this for like 10 minutes. I don't know if I'm ever going to get to the top of the staircase. Maybe I like soft locked myself in this game or something. So I give up and you turn around. It's like, nope, you were supposed to give up the whole time. That that sounds terrifying. Good game. Oh, God. So I, I, mean, I, well, I can even go on and on about this. But yeah, so, so, so Saya is just repeating the same places over and over again. He's having serious cases of deja vu. And then, so, so so eventually the rest of the saints come in and it's like, hey, I thought you were going to get into the house. I'm like, I did come out of the house, you idiots! Where do you think I came from? And it's, they're like, okay, fine. Right. And so, like, so they all decide, like, okay, fine, let's all go in together and see what's going, what's up. And they end up, and they end up back to the same place again. It's like, oh, shit, yeah, you're right. That's not, say, say, it doesn't have a concussion. He really is, he really is running around in circles. And then they... What, I, I forget, how do they... They eventually find, like, two different doors they can go through, but I forget how they got to that. There's like, two... They got... There's... They find out there's two different... There's two different paths. They can go either left or right. And right. they decide to split up. And, um, it's... Seiya and Shun go one way, and then Hyoga and, um, Suryu go the other way. I thought it was Hyoga and Shun that were doing No, this. you're right, it's reversed. Because I remember because Saya grabs Shiryu's hand and just like, okay, we're going. And Shiryu's like, I'm still blind. She's like, come on, darling. We're going this way. Well, it's more than the night. Like, and, I get, my senses have been, have been altered. I can tell where you, I can, I can guide you through this. And that's, that's what's the other way around. Well, Saya and Shiryu's like, my senses have been altered. I know how to get through this. It's like, why did you tell us? That's right. Well, the reason why I I knew it was Yoga and Shun, I was like, are we getting close to that scene? No, are we getting close? Not. <laughs> no well i but remember no, I, I forgot it was he i thought it was i forgot it was hyoga and shun because so often when it's not if it's not yoga she shun is always paired up with Seiya. like they become like constant buddies which i think is cute because they're the two youngest they're very much the babies mm -hmm. that checks out i just want more yoga on my screen it's not. It's it's bad omen to say that at this point in time. Oh boy. But yeah, the the episode just kind of ends with them seeing the shadow because uh, Hyoga and Shun were the ones that chose the wrong path, and they get sucked into the Gemini labyrinth. Um, I don't know if they realize that that's where they are, but I mean, like, it's not really a spoiler that that's where they are. Um, and then they meet quote Gemini. I have it in quotation marks um, for them to finally meet the Gemini saint. And I don't think it shows what happens with uh, with Seiya and Shiryu, though. Nope. We get to I see think that. it just shows what happens with Hyoga and Shiryu. Th that doesn't show until later. But that's where it wraps up, and they we just get a glimpse of Shadow Gemini, and we have to hold off until next time. Mm -hmm. Ah, so uh, quick thoughts on, on the episode, guys. What do you guys think? I, I love it. 
Uh, well, one, we're finally fully into Sanctuary Arc, which I think we've all said multiple times is like a, a great place to be. <laughs> the Sanctuary Arc is a great arc. It is very much an iconic part of the series. It really sets up the whole tone for the rest of the everything else that follows. And um, these episodes, I mean, the first one was a little bit of a wash, I'll be honest with you, because we were finishing up stuff with June. And again, like it felt kind of out of character, not a very good fight for Shun because it was kind of bland and not really fitting what I imagined for a fight for Shun. Um, the rest of the episodes, Aldebaran, I love. I, I, even though I said that I, whenever I'm trying to count down all the saints, I do tend to forget him. I do love him, and he is a great character, and he does set up the whole uh, seventh sense thing. And like K KRF had said, I like that it's framed as like a technique thing, not necessarily a, a power thing solely. It's not just who is the biggest, strongest guy. It's also about learning how to do different techniques and other things. And, uh, you know, we get to see Moo again. We get to really get into the meat of this whole thing where we get kind of like an idea of the setup going forward where it's going to be, you know, sometimes it'll be a group fight. It won't. <laughs> sometimes it will seem like it's going to be a group fight and then it's a one-on-one -on -one with one of the boys and the gold saint of choice as they are continuing on this road upwards and onwards to save salary and i'm really excited for the rest of them i mean we only just barely got into gemini i um, i i thought one of my favorite scenes with shun was in the episodes we watched but it turns out that's coming up next so I'm excited to talk about it then, but I do love these episodes. They are good. <laughs> One of the uh, Nuri was almost there with with like just reading my mind, but the I I'm going to take it just a step further. So one of the things that I despise the most in shonen anime specifically is when they do a tournament arc. I. That being said, I really like the Galaxian arc, mostly because it served as a way to get to know the characters. I don't like late-stage tournament arcs. Like, I don't like it when, like, a show goes from being, like... Sorry. I don't like it when a show goes from being, like, a, an adventure type of show where it's, like, this fantasy, like, you know, attacking monsters and stuff like that into being a tournament show. Um, some examples would be like Yu Yu Hakusho. Like I love the first arc of Yu Yu Hakusho so much. And then it just turns into like three tournaments in a row and I, it loses a lot of my attention. Like I still love the show and the characters, but I hate that trope. And so many shonen anime follow that trope where like they spend this beginning like setting up these like story arcs and characters that are so great and then put you into a turn arc. Saint Seiya kind of came before all of those basically but it also did it in such a different way. This is definitely, when you look at the meat and potatoes of it, this is a tournament arc. They're going, like Nuri said, one by one, having these solo fights against the Gold Saints. Sometimes they lose, sometimes they win. Sometimes somebody else picks up for the mid-fight. But it's essentially a tournament arc. But it doesn't feel like one because these characters are, they're doing it in a way that makes sense to the story. There's not like a tournament bracket. 
if they lose, it doesn't mean that oh, they can't go to the next house or whatever. You know, one of their friends can come up and pick up the fight. So while it, in spirit, is a tournament arc, it doesn't have a lot of those same annoying tropes that tournament arcs tend to have. So I I really like this arc and how it deals with having so many fights so consistently and finding so many excuses for these people to be fighting one-on-one, which is really like the main core vibe of shonen anime anyway. Um, so I, I just like how it approaches it. This really gives us, the, these four episodes give us a great taste of what we're going to expect. Um, I'm really glad I was actually talking um, earlier today with Ramses that I'm really glad that some of these secondary characters and it, it pains me to say that but the show's called Saint Seiya so obviously Seiya is going to get a lot of attention but I'm excited that we're about to get into some of these episodes where some of the other characters get to shine and not just for one episode like there's going to be multiple episodes where Hyoga is in a fight there's going to be multiple episodes where Shun is the main one fighting there's going to be multiple episodes where Shiryu is in hell with Death Mask so we're we're able to see these characters on their own without Seiya being Jesus and saving them from all their sins. So it's, it's, I'm, I'm really liking where this is going. Obviously I'm a huge fan of these episodes because they have Tara Staddy in them. So I was already predetermined to love them, but I just, I like everything about this arc. I don't think there's one singular glaringly bad thing. There's, there's dips in the quality of the story, but I don't think there's anything really off-putting about this arc, which is why it's so iconic. And I will, I'm done rambling now. Um, for me, it's like, we're on the ground running. Like, for the biggest, the problem is that, like, for the problem is that I felt like the, the Silver Saint arc, I feel like we were in a weird holding pattern. Like, the world's biggest holding pattern when it came to story. And we took so many, like, these weird detours. Like, we didn't really need to go through the whole entire thing with, like, the, with Seiya trying to find the life, the life water for, for Shiryu. Because, like, it wasn't going to really work anyways. And it's like, oh, this is what happens when you trust Wikipedia, Kiki, for God's sakes. And, um, and it's like, you, you, you feel like, and, like, I, I, as much as I said, like, yeah, it's just a, this is, like, a breeze now that I'm watching this again as an adult, watching these in, in blocks. As opposed to watching this day by day when you're a little kid and, and, and like it felt like a lot longer, I just feel like as I'm watching this, I felt like we were like, like I can tell why that, that I was feeling that way. That when I started watching these episodes, I felt like stuff was happening. I felt like stuff was happening at a more rapid pace, and I was and like stuff was was picking up right as I right right where I felt like there was a big lull. And yeah, you start off with like the biggest lull of them all with like with Shun and like. But Shun and trying to like trying to do stuff with trying to, his his stuff as well, but just and you know mercifully that's taken care of like in a blink of an eye, thankfully. And just like that's that's um that that I'm thankful that that that's taken care of really easily. But other than that, you know, um, other than that, I'm just really happy that th- these episodes are really really tight, really, t- really tight storytelling wise, really tight with like all their um. Really, really tight with their, with their storytelling and like and all the combat and everything, and you know I know some I know some people here in this chat here in this here don't don't like it, but it's like it reminds me a lot of how JoJo's Bizarre Adventure works, where they have the abilities, they use their abilities in smart ways, and that's what I like about that's what I like about this that's what I like about this series is that they use all their abilities to like to 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 their proficiency, 
but never to like find like a ne never to like have like a Deus Ex Machina to the very end. That's that's gonna like get them out of a that's gonna get them out of a hole. They all get out of their their own personal like like conflicts, you know, using their own abilities. And we get to see a lot of that. Like we get to see the seeds of that early on with like with Aldebaran. By the way, that was the big round I want to get on. It's it, it like I I am not I am not used to whatsoever of of everyone calling calling um um. Aldebaran, uh, like I'm used to, to Aldebaran being called Aldebaran, but you guys call him Aldebaran. Like it just drives me up the up the wall, and I'm like, it's a tomato and tomato thing. I I gotta let it go. I call him Daddy. There, there you go. He's Daddy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but again, okay, getting back to the point is that um, like like one like reason why I like that fight with Aldebaran is that he um. He, he he's like the very first like obstacle that tells like that that's there to tell us things. Okay, you're up against something that's a little that's more that's more um that, that's a little more difficult, and I'm gonna show you how you how you're supposed to do it. I may not have I may not be finding you at my most at my most powerful, but I want you guys to be ready for like whatever is gonna come up to you next. And you know, and I really did appreciate that that fight for that reason. And. Like I, 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 like I said, like I like that how we're going really quickly into into all these things. I thought it was gonna be. I thought these fights were a lot longer when they, when I was a kid. Again, this is the whole thing where it's like, like man, when I was a kid, I shouldn't be like I. These these fights were a lot longer, but no, like watching these like in, in a consecutive order, like wow, we're we're breezing through this, and we are like on the ground running. Like I do really appreciate like now like I didn't expect this to be at the Gemini house already. I mean, let alone be at this point of the, of the Gemini battle. So like I'm really happy that that. That you know we're we're advancing that that much as opposed to being like at a glacier's pace with a silver scene. So that's my thoughts. And not like not only that um, that we're starting things are starting to happen. Things are going to start happening all at once, like different people in different areas doing different things. Because I was looking ahead to see. Because now we're going to get to some big cliffhangers like the one we dealt with today where, um, you know, Shun and um, Hyoga are trapped in the in the Gemini Labyrinth. And it was it's a pretty gnarly cliffhanger. So I was looking forward. I was like, OK, do we need to do like five episodes for for one episode to to make it to where we can complete a story? But everything's happening all at the same time that basically every episode leaves you wanting to immediately jump into the next episode. And there's so few shows that, that do that. I mean, now a lot of times now, like shows like Riverdale or, um, you know, pretty little liars, like drama shows like that are designed to make you want to binge watch them and really want to like, they'll leave a cliffhanger that makes you have to see the next episode. But this feels so much more genuine. Like it's, the story is just that good and you want to keep watching it. So um, just a, a fair warning for the next several installments of the podcast when we're going through these episodes, there's no good place to really stop. And we're not going to yeah. watch like 25 episodes in one sitting <laughs> to talk about. So we're going to have some weird places that we end up stopping on. But um, we want to get we want to watch them just as much as you want to watch them and hear our thoughts on them. So we're doing the best we can with the pacing, but things just go crazy very soon. So oh, just keep uh, oh, oh, my God. It, it, it literally goes from zero to 100 so fast. And there's really no good stopping point ever until the story arc is over, really. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's why? there's always going to be a cliffhanger. It doesn't matter. We could we could watch five or six episodes at a time, and there would still be something happening that mm-hmm. would be in the middle of a fight. <laughs> Yeah, and like I said, I don't want to overwhelm you guys with like anything. Like, I don't want to like overwhelm you guys with like fling like more episodes than they really should. I think the four episode block is a good like is a good stopping point for all of us. And if we do, and it's like I said, it's like the problem is, it's like these things keep on like things keep on happening. We're gonna that's that's the thing that's gonna keep on like things are gonna keep on happening, and we're gonna have to keep. And unfortunately, even like no matter what we use it to um to satisfy. No matter where we stop, it's not going to be satisfied unless we do an entire thing all at once. And like, I don't want to wish that on. I don't want to wish that on you guys at all. Just a a mega episode where we talk for like eight hours about the entire arc. <laughs> yeah, my voice. I I'd be like, hey, hey guys. So yeah, something's happening. It's like, uh, Ramses, you haven't said anything in a while, and we just hear like faint snoring. <laughs> no, you're you're just gonna you're just gonna hear just, you're gonna hear this. Chris, what are you playing? Um, I'm, 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 not, I'm not playing Monster Hunter. I don't know what you're talking about. There's no Monster Hunter. You don't have anything to. You have anything on me whatsoever to say. I'm playing Monster Hunter. Shut up, all of you. Okay. <laughs> uh, but the, the uh, goodness. That's a good place to wrap up, though. Yeah, I think I think it's a good place that we should end it right here. So. That was a good episode, guys. I really did appreciate it. Is there any closing thoughts? Anything else? Anything else you guys wanted to say? Any dirty limericks you want to share with the rest of the world here? Now, <laughs> now that we're right here, I am so excited for the next upcoming episodes because first we finish Gemini House, and then we get into the next house, which is Cancer. Death mask. We go from one daddy to another. Oh, yeah. It's actually a really good fight. I'll tell you that much also. I would like to close out my my involvement in the episode, other than plugging everything at the very end, with one last installment of why did I take these notes? Um, These are are all about episode 44. I don't remember writing most of these. Um, We have uh, Aldebaran goes from Angie to not Angie very quickly. I love this man. Daddy said only Saya is a special boy. He makes the other three fight. They froze his hand, so he's like, okay, you good. They don't have the seventh sense, though, but who cares? He gives the message for Saya, who was just there. And then um, the last one I would like to share is just to prove that I'm not crazy. Um, It just says, it reminds me of wearing red shoes. And I'm very glad that I was coherent enough to remember what that was about, because that would have been a very weird note to have if I forgot about that reference. All righty, then. All right. I guess we better close it up for this episode. So um, if you like, if you want to find us, you can find us on multiple places on the Internet. You can find us. You can find the clips on YouTube. Because, like, obviously, we're, we're posting a lot of our clips and uh, clips of episodes. And I'm also like I decided to like decided to post some of our full episodes. Not a whole lot of them, but I'm going to post a couple of key episodes. Here and there, that of like key stuff that we did, like like the first two episodes, the uh, first two episodes I put up was the, our very first episode, episode zero and episode nine, our uh, episode where we all got together for the first time. So be on the lookout on that on our YouTube, and also like again, if you want to check out the YouTube, like um, there should be a link there on the on our um, on our description. We also are on Twitter at twitter.com 
Facebook slash ST Cosmocast. ST Cosmocast, that's where you can find us and talk to us and participate with us using the, using the hashtag also. Keep burning that cosmos. You can participate with us in the conversations, and you can, and so your voice can be heard. There's various ways you can listen to the podcast. There should be a link on the description below. It should be a link to with all the places you can, you can listen to us at. You can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, um, at, um, at, um, Spotify, like uh, Spotify, all those other places. You can check that out. There should be a link right there because there is so many good places where you can listen to us. And Outside of that, does anybody else have any, anything they want to plug? Anything else they want to promote? I mean, listen to Ancient Anime at Ancient Anime Pod on both uh, Twitter and surprisingly, I'm I'm starting to get followers on Instagram. I'm like a borderline boomer, so I don't really get Instagram, but I'm working on it. I'm trying. Hmm. Um, but people are following me there, so I guess I'm doing some. I post a lot of creepy photoshops of my friends. Um, they seem to be very popular. Uh, so, yeah, follow me there. <laughs> Nuri guests a lot. Uh, Ramsey guests a lot. We're going to start having some pretty interesting people from around the internet of a bunch of different um, areas of just kind of geekdom coming up in the near future. And our, uh, the, at the time of this recording, I don't know if, if uh, the new episode will be out or not, but at the time of this recording, the last episode that we did was Sailor Moon Promise of the Rose with Nuri where we basically just talked about being gay for an hour. So that's fun. Yeah, it was, we, we had a, a very long discussion about uh, Mamoru's bisexuality and Fiore's, you know, self-hating homophobia. Um, it was great. Yeah, you can follow me at Common Rider Furry on both of those platforms as well. I am um, on this podcast. So um, yeah, that's how you can find me. Um, you can find me as usual on Twitter. I'm Nuri Hayu there. I'm on Instagram as Nuri Curry. I do ancient anime with KRF. I am also a cosplayer and I'm also a just general geeky, nerdy person, writer, artist, etc. Um, so you can find me there. I do like talking to people about anime and different shows. So <laughs> feel free to reach out. As for me, I do have a new podcast as well. Cause like not only so if you're if you're not sick of listening to me talk about Saint Seiya, how about you listen to me talk about pop culture in general? I started a new podcast called The Saturday Morning Squadron with my friend Rob. We talk about everything and everything that that's that's involved with nerdum. We talk about toys, video games, movies. In our first episode, we talk about the new Sonic the Hedgehog movie, which is very awesome movie by the way. So you guys, so if you love if so if you love all that all that nerd nerdum stuff. Especially if you're, especially if you're into like the classic '80s cartoons such as Transformers, GI Joe, and all that good stuff, we got you covered. But it's a, it's an all-out like smorgasbord of like pop culture and like all and everything that makes us good. That's why, that's why that's the Saturday morning thing is a symbol of like the happiest times of our lives, the happiest days where we can like, watch something and be amazed about what we're gonna be watching. And that's the, and that's what we, and that's what the show is. So we get to talk about. So like I said. You can I'll post links to it on our um, description of, of this episode, and like I said, the first episode that we're doing, well, we, that should be up, is about uh, we talk like about some new toy releases. We talk about what we've been playing, what we've been watching, and what we've been like buying, like we bought some new toys and stuff like that. And we have a spoiler, very very spoiler heavy discussion about Sonic the Hedgehog two, which I highly. 
recommend. With that said, everybody, I am Ramses for Kamen Rider Furry and Yuri. I am here to sell you all. Keep burning that cosmos. Bye. Bye-bye.